What's up, guys? This is Victor with Dummies and Guns here. Check out the latest single, The Lonesome Man. It's a real banger. And hey, you're listening to Pongs in Pubs podcast. Keep it real, motherfucker. Oh, it's 
and welcome to the Punks in Pubs podcast. My name is Liam Bird, and thank you for joining me. And fuck, doesn't the world seem just a little bit brighter? If you have been listening to the podcast over the past couple of weeks, you have noticed that we focus solely on the US election. And happy days, Trump will be fucking leaving that place either of his own will or marched out hopefully with handcuffs on his wrists it's happy days guys i mean there might be a cure for covid and that might mean that we might be able to do this back in a fucking pub because i hate doing interviews over skype that doesn't mean guys that you can't keep wearing masks if you can possibly wear masks and also keep social distancing uh pretend you're going around the world uh surrounded by stinky little fuckers who you don't want to touch but let's keep this yeah happy vibes keep them going and if you want a reminder of those happy days why not go pick yourself up a punks in pub t-shirt there's a tedious link in there somewhere just don't dig too deep for it uh, go to the punks in pubs etsy site and pick yourself up a shirt uh, and get a free sticker as well or stickers sometimes i throw two stickers in there generous spread the wealth if you get a t-shirt you're also supporting a diy podcast and that's great because we churn out gold let's face it uh, there will be a link in the episode description of this podcast that you can find out on your phone tablet or wherever the fuck you listen to me from or if you like you can go google search other search engines are available punks in pubs etsy and you'll find a link to these organic fair trade cotton t-shirts i try to do that in uh, my marks and spencer's voice if you're not from the uk you have no idea what the fuck marks and spencer's are let's keep this good vibe going with my guest for episode 67 the uh the kevin bacon of punk rock john snodgrass i made the kevin bacon reference because if you know the game the seven degrees of kevin bacon uh you can do that with john because the seven degrees of Snodgrass will bring you to such punk artists as Tim from Rise Against, Joey Cape Lagwagon, uh, Stephen Eggington of uh, Descendants, I hope I said his last name right, uh, Stacey D, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Derek Zanti from the Homeless Gospel Choir. And that's just the collaboration on John's new album, Tace or Tache. Uh, we're not sure how we pronounce that. You'll find out what we're talking about a little later when I chat to John. FYI, Go back and listen to my chat with Stacey D of Bad Cop, Bad Couple for episode 59 and Joey Cape of Lagwagon on episode 39. So let me tell you about my chat with John. Right, I spend a long time preparing my interviews because I'm not one of those dudes who can reel off knowledge off the top of my head. I'm just not, I just don't have that capacity in my brain. I need to know what I'm going to talk about and what topics and issues I'm going to hit on so I have notes in front of me when I'm talking to my guests. That way I know uh, I'm going to get a good interview or I hope I get a good interview. But every so often you get you, you have a person uh, whereabouts you kind of start noticing that they just want to chat. They just want to free flow, not particularly about a certain subject matter and they just want to have a natural conversation, uh, which isn't the case with uh, some interviews that you do. And when that happens, you just kind of let it flow. You kind of forget about your notes and you just see where it takes you. This interview is 100% that kind of chat. Uh, There is a thin string of structure. Otherwise, it's just all over the place. Very random. But I say this in the most joyful, happy way. It was such a good chat with John and it was a pleasure to talk to him. Uh, So I'm not even going to try and explain what we talk about. I just want you to sit back, whatever you're doing, relax, relax. 
don't sit back and relax if you're driving that's just uh, dangerous just enjoy the episode fyi links to all the music you're about to hear is in the episode description of this podcast i'll be back after my chat with john to wrap up a couple of things but until then enjoy episode 67 okay here goes let the tv party begin Coffee time is happening. Here we go. We are um, talking right now via the power of the internet because that's the way the world is right now. In front of me, I have John Snodgrass making coffee yeah. in his home <laughs> that he's decided to rebuild, <laughs> even though there's well, nothing yeah. wrong with it. I'll tell you what, I just had a breakthrough right here. I think uh, not only am I making the coffee here in the corner, but uh, yes, this outlet that we added. It's working. <laughs> Win. There's no I thought that was going to be working. And it's, it's totally working. I don't even want to know why. I, I think, yeah, it's working. <laughs> Good times. So we're going to talk um, about your new album. How do you pronounce it? Tech. Well, here's the thing. It's pretty funny, which it all is. It's actual kind of irony that I believe I was probably mispronouncing it. <laughs> I just did an interview and, uh, and the lady goes, uh, is it pronounced touchy? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, so I went and I actually hit. Uh, so, okay. When I came up with it, it's a, I was going on tour with Foggy Molly and I needed one of those banners. And I had an idea for, uh, I had, I drew out the stick figure jumping into a walk, like jumping in the water. And it said R&R Swim Club, which I thought was funny. And uh, sometimes I either talk too much on stage or I talk too little but I thought it would just be a funny thing for me to always throw to and be like, ah, oh, R&R Swim Club, rest and relaxation, you know, <laughs> like, but obviously like the rock and roll swim, but regardless, the whole idea was dumb. And, uh, <laughs> and I was told that they're like, yeah, the folks that like Foggy Molly, they're, they're not going to really get that. Like they, you should do something more. And I go, how about my Scottish family crest? And that's the, it's that bird right? And it's just a fact and non verba, you know, action, not words. I looked up on uh, Google Translate. I just wrote, because, you know, I was going to use that too. And like, that's to remind me not to talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) It's taste in Latin, but I didn't do the, uh, I didn't hit the, like, I just read it. I didn't really hit the audio on it. So back to a week ago, and she's like, is it pronounced Tachi? I'm like, no. And then after the interview, I'm like, I, I hit the button. You know, like, what's that called? You just hit like an audio yeah. and they read it. And he goes, that's it. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. 
<laughs> learning stuff even about your own album names and the stuff you've come up with but it's funny because like all that says to me is like just stop talking just listen <laughs> you know and that's the whole idea like i because i'd made a i'd already had this song that was on deck that isn't on the record but i actually put it on this kid's record and it's called jumpy jumpy we and woo also because it's a silly song i wrote for my kids you know just made them happy but then i ended up writing a verse for it like it was just a just a silly riff you know but i wrote a a, a riff for it i mean uh words for it proper words and it's from that whole uh i don't know someone uh, once again in another interview i said i thought it was a from a buddhist saying but then someone else told me it was a socrates <laughs> socrates <laughs> thing and uh but it's the whole uh if you're going to say something you need to make sure that it's three things that it's truthful uh make sure there's a reason for it and make sure that it's honest you know like that's just that that's just a way to think about you know like if you want to not screw up and just and just be cool uh that's a good way to live your life so that's kind of the idea of the whole taste thing you know right now i'm just running off at the mouth but you know we are having an interview but i try to keep it I've always been told that if you if you're not really sure, just say it with enough confidence, then people will believe you eventually. That that's that's what I got told. So if if you if you like, you could say that your album name is the the meaning of life, and as long as you say it with enough confidence, the person who you're saying it to will go, "Yeah, he's right." Even if I know you're wrong, I would go, "Oh no, he is right." I'm going to doubt myself because this person's so confident. Yeah, that's salesmanship, I guess, you know, that's right. But you know what's weird is that also, and again, I appreciate you talking to me, you know, because I do want people to know about these records, you know, that I make and stuff. But I've kind of been going through this transformation of like ego, like no ego, like peeling it back to nothing. And uh, so it's kind of a weird position that I'm in. I've always kind of been there, but I'm just taking it to like another level, you know, credit, not really wanting it. Yeah, kind of being embarrassed when I get it, you know, uh, doing well, a lot of things anonymously. Well, uh, if you want, we can do a whole interview where I just slag you off, and then you just you just take it. <laughs> I'm not saying that I want to. I, wa- <laughs> I want to get wailed on. <laughs> I'm just saying like praise, or not necessarily praise, but just uh, it has to do with when we had kids. So, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and I just said once I had kids. Then I just felt like, yeah, my stuff's over. Like, it's done. Mm. It's not about my birthday. Yeah, my daughter's birthday is three days after. But uh, the run-up to that is always about her. You know, like, I don't talk, I don't care. You know, I don't. doesn't matter. doesn't matter anymore. So, uh, and I kind of just put that to, like, everybody. Like, is, like, with Twitter and stuff like that, I mean, it makes me feel good to, I kind of promote other people's stuff more. I put more work into other people's songs than I put into my songs. So I was very fortunate to have a bunch of awesome people play on my record, you know, because they were stoked and they helped, you know, it was great, you know, and uh, I could just kind of say, here's what I wrote and then see where they take it. Well, here's something that I think we're going to disagree with straight away. Um, I've I've been fortunate enough to uh, you live in Colorado now don't you yes sir I have been fortunate enough to spend a little bit of time in Denver 
And when I was in Denver, I went and watched um, some baseball. Oh, went, yeah. Yeah, I went and watched the Rockies. And I have to say, it was, I enjoyed the experience. The sport yeah. itself was trash. It's, it, <laughs> it's the equivalent of cricket in the UK. It is slow. I don't know what's going on. And it was just not my, my thing. Because sometimes cricket goes on for like three days, right? Yes, mate. Oh, that sounds great. It's baseball. <laughs> that, I'm so into it. Uh, no, dude. Okay. So you only watched one game, right? I did only watch one game, but I want you to explain to me what I missed. What am I missing? Why? Because I'm a big fan of like soccer, NFL, ice hockey, rugby, tennis. Like I'm a big sports fan. But baseball, yeah, you think, I just couldn't. You're like non-stop action. This is more like a. It's a pretty mental game that gets super physical sometimes, you know, um, and it's just burst of like, holy shit, how did that happen? It's one of those games where like annually you are surprised by some crazy shit, just crazy things can happen. Like it's and I'm not thinking of one at the moment, but but I will think of something before the interview is done. But uh, no, it's like it's a pitcher and a hitter, you know, mainly. I mean, that's the main part of the game. And the pitcher is just trying to figure out how to sneak that ball across the plate. And, you know, you throw it fast and you throw it slow right after that. And you can make it turn, you know, you can. It's awesome, man. But why it, can't it, they speed it, it, it up? I mean, like in England now, we've got 2020 cricket, which is basically 20 overs of the ball. But it's really rapid. Like it's done in about two hours. Get that in baseball and I'm there. Some, some baseball games are about two and a half hours. Uh, that's a quick one. They're about three hours normally. Um uh, yeah, we are going to disagree because I wish they were four hours. <laughs> like, I love them. But I will tell you this. It is pretty interesting. I got a lot done during quarantine. Obviously, I am not stoked that people are getting sick and dying, of course. Uh, but I do kind of like the hopefully, not necessarily everyone is doing this, but just to pause and take note of what is important to you you know um i feel like a lot of people are going to come out of this and they're like i didn't like that job at all hmm. i'm not doing it. or i can do this job from home we will retool it and we'll figure it out and maybe you know maybe the owner doesn't have to spend as much money on rent for this building you know and and, and then we use this building for some community center like who knows like there's a lot of different if people keep the glass half full i think there's a lot of positives that could come out of it. Um, but anyways, what I was saying was, uh, so between March and now, I mean, I put out a record that was going to come out. I made another record with Frank that we talked about. We'll probably get to later, but I made the kids record. And then I've written about 35 jingles for people. I've just been writing jingles for folks. I tore a bunch out of my house. I mean, my house is going to be about 370 square feet bigger which is great because I have kids and they take them over the house. But I don't think all of that would have happened if baseball season hadn't been canceled because I'm not kidding. It takes at a minimum three hours out of my day. You know, I mean, they play almost every day and that's a minimum. Then there's like just the getting excited for it, getting ready to watch it, finishing watching it tweeting people about the game and how pissed you are about something, you know, which that's not true. I never get pissed about it. Hey, Hopper, what's that new song you wrote? Go baseball, go, go baseball, go baseball, go baseball, go baseball. Ah. Uh-huh.
Go baseball, go baseball, go baseball. Hopper song, go baseball, go baseball, go baseball. Hopper song, baseball chimpanzee. Chin strap for his teeth. It's home runs over the trees. Name is Chin strap is for your chin, not your teeth. Go baseball! I have to come back to something you said. Then you you've been making jingles. Yes. Like radio jingles. Yes. Uh, like one was for a guy in Austin, and it went uh, "Cruiser time, Cruiser time." It's packed your feet with smile on this tile, Cruiser time. Yes, Cruiser time. We've been down here in Austin, Texas for a while. Call K R E U Z E R dot com. <laughs> That's one of them. That was a good one. How did this come about? Why did you want to write jingles? Like, I can understand, like, if you were in that industry of marketing, or, or I suppose you are as a musician, but the idea of doing 30 second or 20 second or 15 second songs. Now I'm saying it. Now I'm saying it. I'm thinking, well, this is kind of pretty punk fucking rock. Doing little short yeah. snippet songs. I ended up doing one for uh, for the city. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, loud no. lags. So I sort of cut you. But uh, I did one for the city. And uh, they asked me to do a PSA. Um, and I wrote one for... I wrote two for them. And they chose which one they liked. The guy who asked me to do it that was kind of producing the commercial... He's like, I, I kind of wrote this song. I wondered if you'd help me with it. I'm like, okay. And I checked it out. And, you know, it wasn't terrible. But his best line was, don't be an ass, wear a mask. <laughs> I'm like, did he sign off on that? I'm like, okay. So we could do this whole, uh, don't, be a ma- uh, don't be an ass. Wait. A mask doesn't make you look foolish. Some people says it looks coolish. But whatever the case, cover your face. Don't be an asshole, but over hole it goes. Don't be an ass donkey, like a donkey saddle. <laughs> That's not the one we used, <laughs> but the other one it's pretty much the same words. And uh, anyhow, when I delivered the song, I actually had to do a, a commentary at the end where I, then I basically go into you know donkeys are stubborn. They're known to be stubborn, but it doesn't really matter. You know, like I go into that whole idea. And when I sent it to him, he goes, man, you're kind of like a pro. That was, that was exactly one minute. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's my <laughs> new gig, my new thing. Yes, I wrote the song and I found the perfect speed. And I, yes, I made it one minute. There's a 30-second version too, dude. <laughs> you know, like, it's super fun to work on that. But it all comes back to baseball, my friend, because I was doing an interview before I went. Well, it was scheduled before the pandemic started. And then they were like, do you still want to do this interview? Um, I said, yeah. So we talked about how the pandemic was like right at the beginning. It was March 17th, I think. I mean, it was right there. I was supposed to start tour on March 20th because um, I book a lot of shows around Colorado Rockies baseball, like away games. (laughs) So it was going to start in San Diego and I was going to opening day. I was going to watch baseball. And then I go basically like down the street and play at the Casbah, which is the best. But not only do you get to maybe take a day off and go see baseball, you can uh, just whatever pub, 
you're in or bar, wherever you want to go, um, it's going to be playing local. Like your team is in that town. So it's going to be on the local channel all the time. So it's kind of a smart thing to do. But anyways, back to the reason where the jingle started. So I'm doing an interview with them. And as the interview was starting, I thought that their intro music, it was just this, what do you call it? Like, uh, but the music that is free, it's like free use music or, or you pay for like a subscription and you can like, access a lot of like production you know for broadcasters and, and and production people there's a lot of free music and it's just kind of bogus and but i listened to to this podcast and it's called the purple dinosaur podcast it's the colorado rockies podcast and i listen to it and i'm like i always hear this music and i'm very used to it so then when they're starting the interview i'm like purple dinosaur cats purple dinosaur podcast and I, I wrote a song for them with tyler mon and tony masterson and i'd say their names i do the whole thing and they're like holy shit that's cool and uh but then about a week later then i sent them like a fully produced version of it and it's their intro music now and i've since written bumper music and stuff for them and uh that's kind of how it started because they knew you know everyone like me and a lot of folks this is why i try not to complain about it because we're all equally kind of fucked uh but you know we're in like a tight spot and i told them like ah oh, i always wanted to be a jingle man and they so they're like if anyone needs a jingle call john i got about i got about 30 i wrote songs for people like some dudes that uh maybe pissed off their wife <laughs> you know <laughs> wrote a valentine's day song i wrote a song for just a family name check the kids wrote a song for a smart little girl Re i recycled some songs because i thought it was funny like that uh cruiser tile i wrote one for uh jose gonzalez it's the guy that was helping me do the concrete <laughs> uh but i found a way to explain that yeah it's good to recycle we need to recycle <laughs> but it was just me, me being lazy and using the same song. So but, you the kind anyway. of person where I could put you in a room and you could probably write a song about anything in the room. Like, do you have that kind of ability to be able to do that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have that. So there's no reason for me to brag about it. But I mean, I, I can. Yeah, I've always done that. Me and my friend Chad Rex, like when we were kids, we just, yeah, we would come home from school. Like we started in a little two track recorder. And then I found a way to uh, put a like a stereo jack in one, so we kind of turned it into recording three tracks, you know, <laughs> like just totally rigged it. But uh, yeah, we just wrote songs when we got home from school. This would be like seventh grade. Uh, yeah, going into seventh grade is when I would start going over there to his house, and we would literally come home from school and just kind of open up our books. Like there's a song I always talk about it called Many Types of Hammers. It was pretty good. It was just like a list of hammers. Many types of hammers. No need for clamor. Ball peen, hammer, claw hammer, toe hammer. <laughs> really dumb. So was, so was music always kind of in your life then? Was it something that you got from your family? Like was it always on the radio, always in the car? How did music come into your life? It was, yeah, I mean, I listened to the radio in the car all the time. We went on a lot of long trips. I remember laying in the back of the car, like above the seats in American cars, 
like big American cars, you know, like Oldsmobiles or, and stuff. For like a little five-year-old, six-year-old kid, you can just lay up behind the seats. I mean, totally not safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's not happening today. But this car we had, it was an Oldsmobile, I think, and on the speaker, like the speaker mesh that was on the top, yeah, you know, it was kind of squishy, you know? And I put my head on it. You know, and you just hear boom, 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 listen to Conway Twitty and country music, stuff that had a lot of, you know, 70s, you know, 80s, like low end. It's cool. It's a good time. You said country. Was that like predominantly music growing up? That, that kind yeah, of I mean, country I grew, Americana? I listened to my earliest stuff that I listened to. I always remember. I mean, it was um, Beatles and Chris Christopherson and uh, Merle Haggard. Uh, Hank Williams Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that stuff. And the Beatles, I mean, and I still like that stuff a lot, obviously. Uh, but then, yeah, when I was saying like seventh grade, I remember, uh, I mean, I got into like Adam and the Ants and stuff and the Ramones. But then I got into in seventh grade. Um, my mom went back to school. It's another story I've told a lot, but uh uh, there was this cassette tape, like the first time she went back to school, because my parents split up yeah, and she went back to school to, uh, you know, get a better degree, you know, and make more money, you know, and help take care of us. And uh, the, the first summer, I, I was left alone <laughs> pretty much, you know, and then found out like that wasn't maybe that casual, <laughs> wasn't that cool. <laughs> that <laughs> like, casual. So, yeah, so so the next summer, um, uh, I stayed at this family's house, and one of the and one of the, and I slept in the son's room, who had also gone off to to college. And there was this tape, this Husker Du tape, and she went to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, which the football team is called the, the Huskers. And when I saw it, I mean, I'd already been listening to like REM and Let's Active and Lou Reed, and you know, you know, just kind of just meat puppets which I was into, but the Who's Do record blew my mind. And I picked it up because I thought it was like, a, I'd already seen like little alternative music, like samplers. And I thought, oh, maybe my mom left this for me. It's some kind of, you know, it's the, it's the welcome back to school, Huskers. This is the new, you know, sampler of all. And I'm like, oh, this is all the same band. Oh, cool. I put it on. I'm like, holy shit. This is like loud, aggressive, the Beatles. It's so good. That's pretty important band to me. And then that, I remember when Chad and I, uh, when the Descendants All record, our friend Matt Brawl brought that over, and that just pretty much changed everything. Well, I used to think that I was better than you, cause I thought about you. But now I know that thinking's just the way to deal without you. It's the little things, the stupid things. You play when someone's watching, and it makes you feel retarded when. I can't give you anything Already gave my face 
spoke about this kind of off mic a little bit, but I just I kind of came about your music through your um, album with Frank from the split that you did, Buddies. We'll probably touch on a little bit later that you're doing another one called Still Buddies. Um, you told me it's been released in a couple of hours, actually. So that's kind of funny. You could have got it. Uh, I don't know. I can't do math. Think of words. Eight and a half hours, I think. So from from that work, I discovered that you were in this punk rock band uh, called Ar- Ar- Armchair Martin, a yeah. band that you formed in 93. Um, so it was yeah. kind of just in time of that 94 renaissance of punk. Did that help you and your band start touring or or was it already on like a projection of we're a touring band already not really we we didn't we didn't fit in with those bands you know um to be honest we were yeah we were more of a like a midwest rock like a who's for do kind of band you know replacements kind of band and uh yeah i remember when i put that record out eric the guy who owned owned cargo or so owns cargo uh he was like yeah the music you make people don't buy I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, but they will. It goes around in a circle every 10 years. I'm like, oh. And uh, not that I ever thought about ch- changing, but I mean, I really feel like, I mean, Drag the River is kind of, definitely more of a country kind of band. But when I played the electric guitar, I mean, uh, in that band, it could have been an armchair Martin song too. You know, like, yeah. the, it's just on how loud we plan on playing. I kind of feel, feel like the kind of music I make has always sort of been the same, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that Eric told me just to stick with it, but I guess maybe that kind of stuck with me. Just just keep doing the same thing. Or not doing the same thing. I mean, like, I love ACDC, but I'm not, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. When you make up a sound like that, you should just do that because that's a good sound, right? I mean, that's arguably one of, the, like, the best rock band, you know? Well, of course, I'm more of a Thin Lizzy man, but, I mean, I love, I love ACDC, but... Thin Lizzy. Yeah, I'd be like like to be more of a Thin Lizzy guy, you know, where I have a bunch of different people that I play with and I like to play to their strengths, you know. Um, uh, And and that's why the music sounds different is because you have, uh, you know, a bunch of different folks that you play with and you you don't try to pigeonhole them and, and make them play the music that they think you want to play. Like, that's what I always say to them, you know, like, if we're playing old songs on tour, I'm like, just play them how you want to play them and I'll be right there. It'll, it'll be less boring for me, too. Let's just do it. Let's do what makes Whatever you feel good. Oh, you want to do a gallop beat? Okay, let's try that. <laughs> you know? It's fun. Keep, keeping your own toes. Yeah. You seem to be the Kevin Bacon, though, of the punk world. Like, everyone seems to know you through another person. Like, it's like the five degrees of Kevin Bacon seems to be the five degrees of, of, of John. I mean, how did you end up becoming this person that everyone just knows? Uh, I don't know. I guess they didn't know that. I mean, did they say good things? I mean, as far as I'm aware, yeah. I mean, if you look at like the collaboration that you've done in your albums, that that's like a big chunk of the the, the people within the punk community. And then you went on um, the original revival tour with like yeah. Laura Jane Grace. Uh, he, he wasn't on that one. Uh, the first one was, uh, which I wasn't, and it still kind of bums me out. I, I mean, I only got to do about uh, a third of what was originally offered me to do. It just, it just did not work out. It was fun, but but it was Frank Turner. That's not true. No. Frank didn't do the first. Kevin Seconds. Kevin did. Kevin took my dates from the Northwest. Like I stopped in Salt Lake City, and I was supposed to go on up to Montana and up over there um, to Seattle and Portland and stuff. And I was supposed to start sooner, too. 
but Frank was on the second one. That's actually where I met him. Um, but the first one was Tim Barry, Ben Nichols, Chuck Reagan, Austin Lucas did a bunch, Kevin Seconds. So like me and Austin and Kevin were kind of like the guys that came in and just did some, you yeah. know. Uh, I wish I could have done more of that. That was that that that's arguably one of my favorite tours of all time, and it's the kind of show I like to do. Like when I would do acoustic shows, and still I don't always make people do it. Lots of times I do, but it's kind of a known thing. If you're going to play a show with me, kind of doesn't matter. Like I'm kind of lucky. Like if, like I have some friends, you know, that are much more popular bands than mine, but. I just like to trade songs on stage. You just you just go back and forth, and then yeah, sometimes you play three in a row, and you know you go take a piss, you know, or you go and get drinks at the bar and bring them out back for, for the folks. And you have stories, and it's different every night. That's what I like. That's a small version of that. And then the revival tour was a big version of that. Um, and it, then when I did the band Scorpios with Joey and Tony, we definitely like to do more of a revival tour type of thing. That's yeah, it's just people coming and going. And like th that kind of show is, it's still my favorite way to do shows. Like if I, like one of the last show or the last show I really did, I, I went out to play with the band face to face and it was open for them or like they did like a holiday thing. And I was so excited because I think they know maybe I kind of do this and either they do or they don't. I think they did, but um they're like, would you like to do a song with us? And we do a song with you and we make the show go together. I'm like, you know, I do. <laughs> like, I, I love it. So yeah, we finished with the Thin Lizzy song. Um, I did a Thin Lizzy song and then we went uh, right into one of their songs. And, and then I just took my guitar off and walked off and left. And, well, when I spoke uh, to Joey Cape about doing a revival, he said he was mm -hmm. petrified of it because he, he kind of felt really intimidated by seeing these these musicians go out there and kind of what you were saying that you enjoy and just just riffing and he, mm -hmm. he said he was worried that he couldn't do that so he just usually like stand to the back i did i'm guessing that was never a, a, an issue for you no i was ready i remember the first yeah the first day it just it just went right into it i was stoked it was fun um i was over by ben and ben told me it was a great it was a great note he's like dude when they just launch into some some song you don't know, just just kick your tuner on and just strum. I'm like, oh, <laughs> is that like what Johnny Cash did in The Highwayman? <laughs> you know, because you ever see those videos and you just yeah. play and you're like, that's not even the right key, dude. <laughs> but just knowing that and just knowing, like, dude, there's six guitars up here. Like, uh, whatever, you know. Um, it's the best. No, I love that. And I knew, yeah, Joey... He definitely was petrified of that. I, I tried to get him to do acoustic shows and acoustic songs and just come out, you know, just because it's fun to play music and like have him come and play uh, with me like all the time. And then he finally did. And then we did a lot of it together, you know, for a long time. Um, I'm sure we might do one again someday. Who knows? There's no plans for it. But uh, that was a really good time in my life too, and then it, it turned into actually putting out those Scorpios records. The name Scorpios is that is that from um, Adam and the Ants' "Standard Deliver" track? It's funny you say that because when we were going to do a second Scorpios record, I really wanted to cover that song, and <laughs> I am so bummed that my phone like reset and I, I didn't save some stuff. But there, <laughs> there is some of the best. Tony Sly, it just breaks my heart. Some Tony Sly 
like phone messages, right? All like audio, um, but also uh, just texts. And when I was trying to say like, okay, we're gonna go on to, oh, it was for a tour. And I'm like, we gotta do this. And I sent him the song and, and Tony's like, all right, dude, I heard the song. Yeah, that's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I still wanna do an edit though of it um, where the intro music just goes into the outro music. The you intro, know the song I'm talking about. Yeah, the intro is iconic. That's, just the, ah! Like just the, the it's, so gr- it's so good. Oh yeah. oh yeah so so that is pre for me that was pre i don't know about the same like ramon's time like that's before i listened to dead kennedys and like i got that record um prince charming at um it was just when i was God, I, it's just hard to say what had come first but i just loved getting finding new music and just interesting stuff but i found prince charming at a like a walmart you know type place when we were just shopping for you know, glasses, you know, who knows? I was just with my family and it was just in a bin and I saw that. And uh, what else did I get that day? I got this going back, suggesting about the who's could do, you know, like comp idea. That's where I got one of the first comps that I'd ever gotten. And I had that song, uh, that's why you always find me in the kitchen at parties. You know that song? I don't know. Oh, it's good. Just Google it up and you'll find it. Um, uh, I quote it all the time. And again, the name is on the tip of my tongue. I have too many ideas, I think. I used to stutter. And they used to say it's because I have too many exciting ideas I want to get out. But uh, anyway, so that was on there. X was on there. Dude, there was a lot of UK stuff, though. And I really wish I still had that record. Uh, but anyways, that I still listen to Prince Charming. I love that record. It's, it's, it's so good. It's a great record. And also the music video to it is also perfect as well. If you like just him being a dandy like, highwayman. It's like they're losing their mind. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm inspired by that. Like I never did that like on any records of mine, but now I'm just like, I don't I don't care. Kind of back to the just doesn't matter, you know? Just just put out the not that I ever put out dishonest music, but it's more honest than it's ever been. <laughs> but like but there's like uh like in the mainly in those jingles and stuff. And it's, there's such an adamant thing that I do all the time now. Like, I'll just be singing. Uh, oh, I wrote, do you know the guy that does the sauce that rocks? You know that guy? The That's the UK. The sauce that rocks? Not yeah, I wrote this. Do you like sauce? Oh, no. I like sauce. And I like rock. I like the sauce that rocks. It, and I go, it's the only UK taco sauce. And, and when I sing harmonies now... At the end of the songs, it's like I'm losing my goddamn mind. I like talk to myself, <laughs> like so. I'll be like, ah, "The only UK taco sauce," and then my other voice, and then my background vocal is like, "Well, it's the only one I know of." <laughs> and I talk in like a different voice, and it's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna die one of these days soon, probably," and the, and that'll be part of it. They're like, "Yeah, dude, during that pandemic, he was just losing his goddamn mind." <laughs> I've, I've just Googled but, it and I've just found it. It's, uh, Reese Originals? Yeah, that that's rocks. That's the guy. Yeah, the song. I, so I wrote a song for them and uh, no one's heard it because, um, okay, so back to the taste, the taste bird. It kind of looks like the word taco. So I told them I'd make a taco sub. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to have Chris Sherry just change that to taco. 
So this is an exclusive right here. Like, uh, uh, I've just been busy with other records and stuff, and we haven't gotten it done. But I want to make a taco sauce for <laughs> for the the folks in the UK. <laughs> Do it. Do the it. song is great. It goes on. I learned about it when I was in the UK. I got home and had some shipped my way. Uh, and then I list off some of the ingredients. Uh, the ingredients: uh, lemon and onion and coriander. I'm still unsure about rapito. Still, you like sauce? Y'all like ro- yeah, rapitos? Or I don't know. Rapitos. There's some stuff that I googled up. I had to Google up that uh, some Brits speak. It's not the way I would call it, you know. It's not. It's 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 not the way I know it. Coriander. Yeah. Coriander, is, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's. Um, it's an Indian um, spice. Yeah, yeah. And I know the word. I've heard it, but there, uh, there's something else. Um, anyways, I can't think of words. <laughs> I was going to say, are we about to go through all the spices that are from the UK? We we'll just reel them off one by one. I'm sorry, I, I get the way I get. I, I, I hope you're <laughs> talking to me because I'm enjoying talking to you. I know it's all, it's all good. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. When I move to Colorado, I think it's where I stay. Tony's just a chill dude from San Jose. Randall stays an hour away by the bay. Brian flies from New York City here to play. My mom bought me a necklace when I was about ten. Back in 1980 when he shot Lennon dead I looked down at the Scorpio charm on my chest And dreamt about a beetle in a bulletproof vest Scorpios 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 Talking man, Sylvia says we're all safe in hands. Pollock wants to be one of the dudes in the band. They all speak a language that I don't understand. Where we'll end up after damn come Halloween. I hope you like birthdays. Share a few before the tour ends. Two of us scared to fly. None of us love the hype. try to go to a football game in the uk oh I'd, I'd love to though oh mate next time you're over if you've got time we'll go to a game in london there's so many teams in london you can easily I'm go in. to one we'll, we'll do it we won't do, we won't do the arsenals or the chelsea's we'll do it like a lower league one so like a an afc wimbledon or charlton and um yeah Wait, so you're in london do you ever go up to leeds yeah of course Utters- you want to go see a town match leeds united or leeds but town what do you feel town Oh, Huddersfield Town. Yeah. <laughs> Why Huddersfield Town? That's such a random team to pull out your hat. Because that's the only shirt I got. <laughs> the Terriers. Well, so, I mean, if... So I got jersey from my buddy Jimmy Islip, which, you know, goes back to the Revival Tour. He, he did the Revival Tour with Chuck um, and Frank, I think, uh, in, in the UK the mm. first time. Um, Jimmy Islip, he's awesome. There's a band called That Fucking Tank and uh, a bunch of bands. Um, 
great, great drummer, good singer. Um, you should look him up, Jimmy Islip. Yeah, he's he's great. He puts on shows like he put on shows forever. I I met him when we were on tour with uh, Chris Wallard and the Ship Thieves. He's a he's like a Leeds promoter, but he only one of those promoters though. He puts on shows for his friends, you know. And yeah, like yeah. so, I got to meet him through the Hot Water Music type world, you know, and and that, you know, talking about yeah, just the seven degrees of Snodgrass. I mean, yeah, uh, I guess you just do things for a long time and. Everyone has bad days sometimes, but I hopefully I'm I'm not a dick that often, you know, and and it's fine, you know. That's that's just how things go, right? Yeah, definitely. I I, I try to keep in touch with everybody. Uh, you know, I'm friends with all my ex girlfriends, um, and friends with all my friends. I don't hold grudges, you know. Just be a good person. That's it. That's all people need to do is just be a good person. Treat treat people how you want to be treated and then the world will be a better place. That's what I always say. That's great. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a really short life. I guess it's not a bad segue into the record that Frank and I are putting out, like one of those songs. It's, <clears throat> um, yeah, he had that idea. He was just talking about how he never thought the apocalypse would be boring. And I'm like, oh, that's a good, that'll be a good song. And then I asked him if he, uh, I got to go find a cable to charge up my phone here a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, so Frank was talking about that. And I go, oh, have you ever heard kind of the same time I was getting into punk rock? I mean, I mean, uh, I, I was really into, you know, comedy and comedic, you know, and I'd learned a lot. There's just a lot of things I learned from George Carlin just when I was like a kid and I just, just stuff that stuck with me and the, and his whole bit about like, like I went and rewatched it and, and he was saying, um, he's like, everyone's worried about plastic. And, blah, blah. and uh, yeah, I actually am worried about plastic. Like m maybe not as much back then in like the eighties. I mean, we should have worried about it, which also brings me to, I have an idea for a song that's it's called double use. And it's about if you ever get single use plastic, just use it twice at least. <laughs> you know, try to try to use it for a week. But <laughs> if we use it twice, like maybe that'll cut it in half, right? <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of the only thing that's sort of bad about that is that he's he's kind of just talking about people being too worried about the plastic. Uh, he maybe shouldn't have said that nowadays, but in my opinion, but. Uh, it's comedian of his then, time, though, isn't it? It's comedian of his yeah, time. Yeah, right. But he was basically saying, all oh, people, uh, he was just saying how insignificant like we are and, and how it's it's a load of shit that we could think that we actually could affect the world with our plastic, you know? Um, we actually kind of are, you know? But what he's saying is true, I think. It's happening. He's just like, one of these days, you know, like, this world's just gonna shake us off like a bad case of the flea. Never thought the apocalypse would be boring. I was expecting more of a bang, less of a sigh. The TV shows implied would be exciting, but I still don't know anyone who's died. Here we are. Finally on our knees Waiting for the world to shake us off Like a bad case of the fleas And that's obviously the track that you and uh, Frank have released out at the moment. 
please segue so what's it like creating because again i've been fortunate to have frank on this podcast a couple of times and oh, I love he's a good guy um and yep. what's it like to work with someone who's like a wordsmith like who's really quick on his feet like do you find that as oh now we're now we're cooking because he's got the same mindset as me he's good and he knows about uh he knows about history i have you heard the record yet uh, i haven't heard the new record no so by the time this comes, I mean, by the time this comes out, people have heard it, so I can talk about shit. So like, like one of the songs, I uh, just to explain this point, and I'm not even answering your question, I think. I'm just talking, <laughs> about, talking about, regardless. Um, so the character of me, you know, is, is just talking about how, um, you, you know the band Kiss? Yes, yes. Okay. And, uh, and also, if anyone is from Scotland here, because I am a Scottish, uh, right? I think I want to leave my country. I need someone to talk to me about how to get some kind of dual citizenship and get some shit happening, you know? Uh, if someone can contact me about that later. Uh, <laughs> all right? Is that cool? Did I put that in there? That's yeah, fine, yeah, right? that's fine. But I, I'm unfortunately, though, you'll have a UK passport, not a Scottish passport. Well, so you're going to be connected have- to the English, unfortunately. If I got a Scottish passport, you won't get a Scottish. There's no such thing. It, it's, uh, I know, but that's going to happen, isn't it? Well, it, it, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with we're getting passport. into we're getting into local <laughs> politics now, John. I <laughs> get all, all of that at the moment. Um, again, I don't really know. I got I I, I like all of the UK. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like the northern part of Ireland. I like the southern part of Ireland. I like all the people. Everyone just treat everyone cool. That's just be cool. Uh, I like everyone in the United States. Uh, we're just very divided, you know. <laughs> it's so fucked. I mean, the wedge issues that started in nineteen seventies. I mean, it's still happening, yeah. you know. It's, it's, but anyways, um, uh, yeah. UK passports great, and then if if Scotland secedes someday, that has nothing to do with me. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll learn about it when I move over there, and, and, and we'll make good judgments. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I can't talk about it right. I don't know. But uh, anyways, um, so, you know, this, so I've been wanting to do this song forever. You know that song, uh, Beth by Kiss? Yep. Okay. And you know the, and then this is a, an example of, of, of my heightened uh, ridiculousness. But you know the queen, Macbeth? Yeah. But anyways. My character, like, thinks it's a queen, you know, like, that. that's the whole thing. But regardless, we did a song called Macbeth <laughs> to the tune of Beth, and we just changed it enough. <laughs> Beth, I read your story, an assignment on my school said it was written in English, but it made me feel a fool, because the whole song is about just me just being ignorant, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, so that's why I suggest that I think it's a queen. Uh, but the idea is that I'm trying to read... Shakespeare and it's in English and I'm like what the fuck is this I can't read this this is dense <laughs> what are these words that's the whole idea about it so I you know I took it as far as I could and like yeah so actually Scottish people listening to it are going to be like this fuck doesn't know anything but <laughs> I clearly do so I just I just tore the curtain back on that but anyways well, I mean, if, if we can talk a bit about politics if you want to talk a little bit about politics. Because obviously, very recently, you just had your election. Um, 
and hopefully the right person's won. And like, how are you feeling? You're feeling positive. You're feeling good. It's just, it's just like, God, what did somebody say? It's, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just like when you're evicting someone that doesn't want to leave and they're going to fucking do an upper decker in the, in the bathroom and wipe <laughs> shit on the wall, you know, burn the place down. And like, it's just fucking ridiculous. And it's embarrassing. And I've been embarrassed for four years, you know, it, and I'm in, and, and the folks have voted for him. I mean, everyone is in their own bubble. I'm sure you've heard people talk about that. I mean, just people watch their own news channel that feeds them what they want to hear. And no one's hearing the other side's information, uh, you know, what they think. And uh, no one's there. There's no uh, uh, conversation, you know, about anything. I mean, I'm not into guns, right, Mm -hmm. for example. And uh, I'm not into pretty much anything that someone like Ted Nugent is going to have to say. But Ted Nugent was on this podcast, and I'm like, that, that I listen to sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I, I need to listen to that. I'll just let's see what he has to say because I like to check in with all sides and see, see what they have to say. And he talked about this wasting disease that I didn't know about that, that's among wolves and. And it's just helping the population, you know. I mean, it's it's sad, but there's animals that are going to die, either horrifically or, you know. I'm like, okay, so I guess, you know, maybe that makes sense. It's still not for me, you know. I'm kind of just giving you an example of, of yeah, listening. Yeah. And my mind was sort of changed on that, you know. Um, my grandfather, he lived on a farm. I grew up there. Um, my cousins, they always went hunting and stuff, and my grandfather was never interested in that. Um, but you know, they butchered cattle, you know, and so there's that, um, it's just what you grow up with. But then he also, I saw him shoot a raccoon once and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, I thought you didn't like to shoot animals. He's like, this animal was stealing from me. He was eating our corn and that's basically like, he's eating money out of our bank. That's how we make money. I'm like, Oh, okay. He's like, and if he goes and comes back, he said that the raccoon would bring buddies, is what he said. Mm. So we got got to stamp it out, and like, and that was kind of harsh. I didn't, I wasn't super stoked on that, but I'm definitely going off on a tangent. But that kind of started me with like guns, and they just seem unsafe. And I had a stepdad that had a good bed, and it just gave me fucking nightmares. And just you know, you hear about kids shooting themselves. I just, yeah. I was never in, but I did listen to someone that. I didn't think I would normally agree with. And, uh, you know, he had an opinion on something that made sense to me. And I wish more people would listen. Let's end this podcast on a positive. What one thing are you looking forward to in the new year? Like, what's something that you, you, you're really looking forward to? Is it going to a baseball game again? Is that is that your one thing you're most looking forward to post-COVID? Like, like uh, baseball games, I love baseball games. This is a good thing to end on. Uh because it's good to get outside, right? But the thing I really, really love about baseball games and going to baseball games, okay, it's because you're outdoors, right? Breathing it in, but you're kind of like indoors too. (laughs) You can order a hot dog. (laughs) You're in the great outdoors, but you can 
pee in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just those luxuries of pissing in a toilet, but outdoors. Yeah, actually, I shouldn't have said the toilet. The toilet's not a big deal to me. I we only have one bathroom here, um, so yeah, I'm outdoors peeing on trees all the time. <laughs> we'll, we'll end it on that, <laughs> John. Mate, thank you for talking to me. This has been um, a, a crazy chat, and I'm sure people will enjoy it. I hope they like baseball, because if they don't, they're going to struggle with this episode. <laughs> Seriously, you got to give it a shot. Um, I'll see you hopefully in October, and we'll watch some baseball together. I'll give it a go. Right? I'll give it a go. I'll promise you that. I'm a, I was about to kind of get going back into our interview, but I'm going to let you go, because it's probably time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, John. I appreciate you putting up with me, all right? My pleasure. Thank you for talking, pal. And uh, I hope the rest of your house building goes well. I got to get to that. I was about to measure. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad you reminded me. Fuck, that was fun. Thank you so much to John for stepping away from building his home to speak to me. Make sure you go pick up his new album, Taste, as well as his collaboration with Frank Turner, Still Buddies, now out via Anti Records and Extra Mile, respectively. Thank you so much to Diamonds and Guns for sponsoring the podcast. I dig their sound. I hope you do too. If you enjoy what you heard, make sure you go show them some love. Link for that is in the episode description as well uh, right i'm off stay well be loving to each other and next week i'll be speaking to sick of it all till then bye bye